0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Toons Toons Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Toons Toons Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. I got Hannah Elledge in the house. What up?
1: Hey. Thanks for
0: coming by. Glad to be here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. uh, I met Hannah at our screening of uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. We did here at the Tower Theater. And uh, she stuck around for a live panel, even though her audio didn't get recorded. And I felt really bad.
1: Uh, And you guys could have totally (laughs) listened to me speak all about the women of Gundam Wing. I know. That's why
0: we cut you. I was like, I don't want to hear all that agenda stuff.
1: We don't want the feminist (laughs) side over here.
0: (laughs) No, it was like, it was (laughs) funny because like, well, not funny, but it was just one of those things I was like, dang it. Like she had such good input. And of course, like none of that got captured because just human error like it's a yeah
1: it happens it happens yeah yeah unfortunately but
0: but i had to make up i was like let me go ahead and get her in on her own episode here
1: so you guys still get to listen to me <laughs> yay uh
0: so i actually met you through josh kane that does the uh, animation station podcast yeah how long uh, have you guys been involved in that like how did you meet him and like kind of get uh, involved with that.
1: Okay. So my friendship with Josh almost goes back 10 years. Jesus. Yes. I was a manager of a bookstore and he was trying to escape the movie theater, which he talked a little yeah, bit about yeah, yeah, when yeah. he was on. And uh, he was trying to run away as fast as he possibly could from the movie theater because he hated it. I think he might have a little bit of PTSD from it, <laughs> but I was his boss and he found out that I was a huge nerd. I found out that he was a huge nerd and we just hit it off and we've been friends kind of ever since.
0: Oh, you were his boss? Yes. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I was his boss. And uh, so he left the bookstore and I stayed, but we stayed in contact and then he kind of rolled a couple years ago. He was like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. So we actually like recorded a couple episodes that I still think have never seen the light of day. Uh, I don't know I th- how that goes. Like yes. your first
0: few or something.
1: It was like the first three. Yeah. I think he recorded it as like a trial. Yeah. And I don't think he was happy with any of the results.
0: Honestly, my first ten episodes are suspect because it's like I'm not very good in those.
1: Well, you're starting out. Yeah. It's like you're you're experimenting and you're figuring <laughs> out exactly like what you want to do. And that was kind of what like that exactly, happened with yeah. Josh. It's in those just episodes. like
0: the yeah that the litmus test and like you're finding your feet.
1: Yeah. And you kind of, like, figure out, like, what exactly do I want to make yeah, this into? What exactly. do we exactly want? do we want to talk about while we're here? I mean, it's still
0: garbage. Like, I'm still terrible, but it's just <laughs> gotten a little bit more bearable.
1: Well, you figure, you like, you're still, <laughs> like, and I, Josh still talks about how he isn't maybe 100% behind a lot of the episodes that we still record, but it's like, you're still figuring it out. You're still, you've only been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah. And you'll probably be still be trying to figure this out for a while to go.
0: Yeah, that's the way she goes. Yeah, but that's just cool, you know. And and that's like really the point behind the whole show is exactly what you've described with you and Josh is that, you know, you you're around these people and then you eventually find out that it's almost like a pet thing. You're like, oh, you like that? Like I like that, right? And so I think it just comes from like a, uh, an idea of when you're growing up and. So many people tell you that something's not cool that you just believe it and accept it.
1: Oh gosh, and it was so bad when we were younger because I don't know how it was for you, but yeah, as a girl nerd, it was horrible.
0: I feel like yeah, you kind of got it double worse. Like
1: yeah, it's like you're a nerd and a girl, <laughs> like fake. Oh, it's like the fake girl geek.
0: Oh, like, I stick- hate that yeah. shit. Yeah, where you it's know? like uh, they think that you're like faking it, like you don't you don't actually know anything about video games. Like what the
1: fuck? It's like I grew up around them. Yeah, like, what I, do you mean? Like I played. No, like I. Still have my old Sega Genesis and I pull it out to play Street Fighter 4 classic and X Men 2, you know,
0: that game is the shit. It
1: is like one of the best games I've ever played.
0: Um, no, nah, it is, it, and that definitely still happens. Like, I saw a uh, I saw this show called What Would You Do? I don't know if you've ever seen it.
1: I don't think I have, it's like on
0: ABC, but they do like these things and and like restaurants or bars oh
1: wait i have yeah they
0: set it up to where like some crazy like dramatic things happening to see how people react yeah and they did one in the in the game store oh where it was like yeah talking like they had a girl playing video games and like these two guys were like why are you playing that's for boys and man people were shitting on these guys so bad i was like dang
1: i don't know if i could be the actress getting shitting on because i just be like, oh, I'm going bash your heads into the wall. <laughs> I can't handle this stuff.
0: Well, it was great. Like, they had different, like, levels of escalation. Like, someone, like, took the control out of her hands.
1: Oh, People good. were getting up in
0: arms, too, though. They were like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, good, at least. So, oh, it. my gosh. Because, you know, being, like, a geek growing up, geek or nerd, how, because I don't really care about the differences between the two words. Yeah. I, mean, I just say I'm a nerd. But two whatever. words for the
0: same thing. But they're
1: pretty much. And it's growing up that way especially like in the 90s and the early 2000s i mean they were like comic books what <laughs> or superheroes you're a teenager now you're supposed to be past that you're supposed to be like trying to become an adult and then even being an adult quote unquote is like why do you still watch cartoons
0: i know you're like what i'm a grown ass Adult, I can watch whatever I want. It's like,
1: I'm 29 years old. Thank you. For, it's like, um,
0: I'll have, you know,
1: like, uh, I turn 30 in about a week and a half and I'm spending my 30th birthday at Universal Studios just so I can turn 30 at Hogwarts. That's legit.
0: Oh shit. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's like, there's no, like, once you start out this way, there's no growing out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're stuck there.
0: Well, there's and no it's escape. just, it's funny. Cause like, it's just the nature of like an older generation or a different generation. To kind of give you a hard time about the things that you're into. Because it's happened for every sub, like every past generation has had that.
1: Oh, yeah. Like oh, the yeah. kids
0: that grew up listening to the Beatles, their parents hated that kind of music. Oh, hated it. But now it's like, it's just the same thing. And it's like one of those things that I've noticed that. So it's like I try to consciously not be like that to the next generation. You know what I mean?
1: It's like I love c- that thing you love. Yeah, 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 And be enthusiastic about that thing you love. But
0: I can kind of see like some of those things. Like I think I've talked about it before on the show, but like. My nephew is super into Pokemon. Oh, how awesome is that? But I'm like, that's dope, dude. But he likes all these later generations. I'm like, dude, these Pokemon are garbage. Right. Like, I think it to myself. I don't, like, ever, like, shit on him. But I'm always like, what the fuck? Like, why is there a lampshade (laughs) Pokemon? Like, this is so dumb. (laughs) I'm like, this, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like a gen, I'm staunch gen one, maybe some of gen two. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I can't get into a lot of that. But it's like one of those things I try to support the thing that he likes. You know what I well, mean?
1: See, my nephew is like hardcore into Legend of Zelda. He's six. Oh, wow. Legi- like,
0: Raising that kid right.
1: Right. My sister's very proud. Um, but for about two Halloweens, he wanted to be Red Link. He wanted to be Red Link. Yeah. And so Tess made him a Red Link outfit. That's legit. And he would walk around and he she wouldn't say adult anything. Sizes? No, I'm just kidding. She wouldn't, he wouldn't say a word. Because Link doesn't speak. Yeah. Or he'd grunt. Like, he'd, he'd jump. T- and he'd, like, crouch. <laughs> he'd crouch. And then he'd do, like, the spin spin sword move thing. That's sick.
0: That boy's a method actor. Yes, God he damn. is.
1: He is. <laughs> and, you know, I went over to visit them back in January. And we'd go out and play in the backyard. And we'd play, like, dungeon. And I'd hide his weapons. And Link, he'd be yeah. Link going through the dungeon trying to find all the weapons. <laughs> you know? It's like, let these kids be enthusiastic about the, the things that I they know. love. Just let they them get plenty
0: of time to be jaded later and unhappy about everything. Yeah,
1: cuz you know you like especially <laughs> as a person who has to who's had to deal with so much negativity towards the things that I love, it's just like, no. You know, she loves whatever she loves, let her like it. Or even I'll, meet, I'll see teenage boys and it's just like, don't don't trash talk them cuz they like playing video games. Let them play their stupid video games.
0: I know. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, that's so annoying.
1: Yeah. It's like life is too short to be miserable about stuff.
0: You're right. Um, I have a uh, a funny point to get into, but I uh, don't want to throw Josh under the bus too much. Do but, it. Uh, Do it. on that kind
1: of friend. <laughs> Do it. <laughs>
0: back in our uh, Toonami episode, uh, he, you know, we did like a, a bracket where it was like, we tried to figure out what was the, what the best show on Toonami was. Oh. And uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, no, it was like Sophie's choice every round. But
1: like I would, like, that would cause me to like have stress anxiety.
0: <laughs> there was a couple where it was like, oh, this is tough. <sighs> but I thought for sure on one of the rounds that Sailor Moon was going to get through, but he picked the other show. What was the other show? Uh, I think it was Naruto. Actually, of
1: course, he'd pick Naruto so over like, Sailor Moon.
0: Fucking weeboo. he'd no, totally
1: pick it over my Yuuki. <laughs> <Usagi. laughs>
0: but I was just, but it was just funny that because he commented on it because he's like oh man, like Hannah's going to kill me.
1: <laughs> I'm very defensive of my Sailor Moon. <laughs> very defensive.
0: So was that was that just a product of like just when you came home from school, that show was on and you really gravitated towards it? Because I really feel like shows where you see people that are like you, you're like, oh, this is like strong women. This is cool. Like
1: You know, it, there's like a whole lot of different reasons why all of a sudden I fell into Sailor Moon. But there was a girl at church who had sailor moon swag on almost every sunday and i was like what
0: is this <laughs> she had like the the crescent moon hair thing
1: she she you know she'd always have like a sailor mercury t-shirt on with her skirt and then she'd have like charms and keychains on her bag and i'd be like what is that what is it i
0: was surprised they weren't like that's the devil
1: let me tell you, my mom did not <laughs> like it when I started watching Sailor Moon. But I it was before YouTube, way before, like, Amazon or anything like that. So I did a simple Google, like, or an internet search because Google even wasn't a thing. You yet, asked Jeeves. That- or something. And I went to AOL. I think I did an AOL <laughs> search. <laughs> and I, it was, like, down the rabbit hole of Sailor Moon. And I think I just started watching it. And it was just, like, wow. Like, this is a well-written story geared around girls because i was all into like star wars star trek ghostbusters gundam wing i think was just kind of coming out on tsunami at that time and right i was into all these stories and i hadn't found one that was girls
0: not centric yeah because yeah. there, there's definitely like strong women characters and some of those shows you mentioned, definitely
1: in Gundam Wing, yeah. and like there, there's and there's Uhura in Star Trek, yeah, and Leia exactly. in Star Wars.
0: But you never felt like it was like this is our thing that's like dedicated to like, this. This
1: is our main character, yeah, and these are her friends, and they're well written, and the guys are still well written, everybody's well rounded, and it was just a fun adventure story. And I just once I started watching, it was just there's no turn back. Hooked, hooked, no turning back, and still to this day, it's still one of my all-time favorites. Especially, they're redubbing it, and it is just fantastic. The redub is amazing, and I'm just like so glad there's like a a, they're re-releasing it for the next generation of girls to enjoy.
0: Well, I uh, I have to be candid with you. Like, I don't know a, a ton, ton about the iteration that was shown on Toonami. So, was that like, was that Crystal or what was that that was actually shown on Toonami? Do you remember what version it was? Because to be honest with you, I don't really no, remember. No, Crystal
1: just came out in the that recent years. That was the newest one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one where they kind of re. It's almost like the equivalent of you have Full Metal Alchemist and then you yeah, have Full Metal Brotherhood. Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. And Brotherhood is closer to original manga, right? Yeah. So you have Sailor Moon and then you have Sailor Moon Crystal. And Sailor Moon Crystal is closer to. The manga story. Okay,
0: cool. That makes sense.
1: I'm not a fan of the (laughs) art of Sailor Moon Crystal. I will admit, I feel like the CG transformation sequences just are a huge turnoff. (laughs) And there's certain sequences where the art isn't good. Like Ami's eyes are like tilted to the left or whatever. And you're just like, what? (laughs) Um, So I'm very much original. Okay. Arts. I'm perfectly fine. And that fine. was what
0: was shown on the uh, yeah. on Toonami. That was the one see, that like would I come on
1: at like 4.30 in the afternoon when I get home from school.
0: Yeah. Well, see, and it's like one of those things that uh, I think we mentioned it, you know, referencing back to that Toonami episode I was telling you about I did with Josh. We uh, we uh talked about um Gundam Wings specifically yeah. because a lot of people, that was what they saw. So a lot of people didn't know that there was there were other iterations or like storylines in that same universe. So people think, oh, Gundam Wing is just one thing, right? And it's like, well, there's G Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans, 8th Gundam MS Double team. Zero. Yeah.
1: there's so many different Gundams, and, and so
0: it's one of those. Like I'm not I'm not as familiar with Sailor Moon, um, just because I was like one of those people that casually watched it. It's like, oh, okay, I'm waiting for Dragon Ball Z to come on, so right. I like I like this show too. Like this is cool. I
1: mean, that's how I think. Like I watched Big O. 'Cause I'd wait for Gundam Wing to come on. Right. You know? And but I didn't activate. Oh.
0: Dude, that show is so good.
1: So good. You made oh. And that one
0: made it pretty far in the Tsunami bracket episode oh, two. I
1: love big O. I think that's one that is severely underloved. Yeah. Like when you only asked for like four or five, I was I like I stared at that question for uh-huh. really long. It's like four or five. There's too many.
0: No, definitely. There's and, too many. Uh, that was one that had, it was just, like, one of those things that was, like, it should have just been one season. Like, Yeah, I've never that watched season, season was, two. And it was garbage, Yeah, so it's okay. I have heard so <laughs> it's, like,
1: terrible. And I'm just, like, still planning on buying it and maybe just watching that first season. Yeah. And being fine.
0: The, uh, but, man, that first season's so good. So good. And it's just, like, Batman meets, uh, Gundam, like.
1: But pretty much. And it's, like, Dorothy Rainwhite is still one of my all-time favorite, like, fictional characters.
0: Yeah. Even. She's great. She's like great the, in that all show. All of the
1: piano sequences are like, I'd giggle every time that he'd be sleeping <laughs> and she'd start playing on the piano and he's like, jerk awake. I go, oh, I love this so much. Yeah, this
0: show is really great. Lots of, uh, it's almost like some gumshoe type shit, like detective, yeah. like very noir. Uh, this is all stuff we've already said, but it's like art deco like type of style. But
1: And I think that's why I like it so much because yeah. I'm like so, like, I, I have a... I have two associates' degrees. I have one in English Lit and I have one in art. Dang. So like if you can give me a good story and beautiful <laughs> art, I'm a fan forever. Two in one. Yes.
0: Well, some of those sequences in Sailor Moon, um, that was like one of my qualms with it is like they really reused a lot of sequences. They and I'm did. Like,
1: uh. Yeah, and like the transformation s- sequences, I'd be like, the monster could just attack you. I know. That was always my problem. Well, and that's
0: like <laughs> the shows are so short. It's like, man, we, we really have a limited real estate. Can we, like, speed these damn transformation sequence up?
1: Yeah. and I know. Let's get like, some
0: pictures and pictures here. But what
1: I do appreciate, that kind of between episodes, they'll change up how they do the transformation. It's not like the exact same thing every yeah. single time. Like, they'll have three of them transforming at once, and they've got the... Picture
0: and picture. Yeah,
1: you've got the screen kind of split like, up yeah. between you all. And I'm like, okay, so there's See, a little bit where, of variety exactly. to what's going on. I'm not just watching the exact same thing each episode.
0: Yeah, and that one, I mean, I don't remember that one being super um, monster of the week too bad. I mean, they had that element. Yeah, but but they're
1: still that really, like for me, the really awesome, like overarching story. Yeah,
0: I just remember Tuxedo Mask being a dumbass.
1: What I went to go see, they re-released Sailor Moon R, the first Sailor Moon movie. Yeah,
0: we almost showed. I think actually, we showed that here at Town Did you?
1: Say, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so they re they the, and or, no, I, that
0: might have been that might not have been it. It was the live action Sailor Moon, like really? the musical thing. Oh
1: my gosh. We
0: showed that here. <laughs> I didn't make it, but
1: <laughs> no, i, I did not. There's some
0: cosplayers. Oh my here.
1: gosh. It's it's wild. <laughs> it's, and it's wild. Like,
0: it's long, too, because it yeah, there's like a making of before is what they're yeah. telling me. I was like, what?
1: See, when uh, they re released Sailor Moon R.
0: Oh yeah, sorry for interrupted.
1: No, it's no, it's fine. It's fine. They had an interview between like some of the voice actors.
0: Oh, that's kind of dope.
1: Yeah, and they asked the voice actor of Mamoru how, like, w- what kind of uh, development have we seen for this character? And he goes, yeah. "Well, he's still really great at getting kidnapped." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "Yes." And rewatching even season one, I realized like he just throws a rose. Says a line. You're welcome. And then disappears. And I go, I love this character <laughs> for this
0: reason. He is funny. Like, yeah, there was a meme that came out a long time or a while back that was like, he is like, when you don't do anything but take credit for it. Yeah, And his tuxedo mask. I'm yes. like, that is so accurate.
1: It's so accurate. <laughs> but and I love it because it just continues through the entire series.
0: Well, it's like... um it makes me think of like Kurt Russell in uh Big Trouble in Little China. <sighs> Have you seen that movie? Yes. So it's like he's just there. He doesn't actually do anything. Right. Like there's it's just like slapstick almost type shit. Like he gets there's one point where he, like, shoots the gun at, at the ceiling and, like, a rock falls and hits him in the head and gets knocked out. <laughs> I forgot for, like, that. For, like, half of the fight sequence. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck?
1: Well, what I enjoyed about, like, Mamoru being there as a, as yeah. a, as a teenager, it was just, like, because it was like a reversal. Because if you'd watch sh- old shows, it'd be all the guys and then the yeah, girl would be there. Yeah, the damsel in distress, yeah. The damsel in distress, and she doesn't really actually do anything, but she's still there, and yeah. they still act like she's been like, part of the solution, but yeah. you know she hasn't been.
0: Yeah, and then you watch a, Sailor
1: Moon, and then all the girls, they still act like Tuxedo Mass has been part of the but he literally didn't do anything.
0: <laughs> now, it is funny. They kind of uh, turn that trope on its head. I love it. But you see that a lot in anime. You would mentioned that you're a fan of, like, the Ghibli movies. Oh. Um, there's, there's very much a, a vein of, like, very strong... Women protagonists in his movies.
1: And I love that Miyazaki always addressed that. He's like, stories, good stories can still be told with a main character being a girl.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I appreciate that because, you know, I mean, you have Nausicaa and then you have uh, Kiki and Kiki's delivery service and you have Ponyo. And uh, it's just, there's so many good stories that he tells. And And again, he writes his male characters as well as his female characters like one doesn't get the shaft just because they're like main character or the attention's on them in the movie
0: no yeah I definitely think that's true because you know you just see that there's the equal development but there is that emphasis on you know we can't have these like strong female characters Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of them are really badass too I think back to Princess Mononoke and you have two very strong uh, female and honestly they're both in a way protagonists because you have
1: well, they're both protagonists of their own for story. Their,
0: yeah, for their own story. Yeah, like, no,
1: one's not actually evil over the well, other. It's, like,
0: it's just like, that's I feel like, I feel like that's human nature. Like, you're yeah. never the bad guy in your story. Oh, and see, that's
1: why I love Miyazaki. Is yeah. Because that's like, you, we might pin you, like, um, in Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Like, the lead sorceress can be pinned as the evil because she's trying to make Howl do something that he doesn't want to do. But she's trying to do what's best for the country.
0: Exactly. You know, so
1: she's not evil in that, but...
0: It's almost like you get stuck in, like, this moral dilemma. You're like, oh, man, am I for, like... Right. Especially in uh, Mononoke because you're like, oh, am I more, like, on the side of, like, the forest? But this lady is so great and she's like you know, given the lepers jobs and the women are very much like the leaders and they're like empowering those women. That's why they're the workers in that. That's
1: why I love Prince Ashitaka in that film. It's because he (laughs) is that middle ground that they just can't seem to bridge to is that Prince Ashitaka is just like, I want to know your side. I want to know your side. And he's like, and I think that's, is really symbolic of where we kind of need to be. It's like, right, especially right now with how divided everyone is, especially in our country. It's just like, it's, we need to still have a point of view, but then be still really be willing to hear and listen to other point of views too. There's I mean, so yeah. many good things in that. I movie. think it's a
0: great social commentary. And like you're saying, like, it's so, you know, you, every, it's so like either you're one way or the other, like either you're with me or you're against me. Right. And that theme and that is just him. And, and really it's like the audience. Cause even he's conflicted at points in that movie. Yeah. He's like, should I go like to this side or should I go with more like, should I go with like the industrial people or should I go with more like the forest people?
1: Yeah. Defend the spirits yeah. of the forest. Because he has such a respect for the spirits of the forest, you know. Oh, it's just. That's Josh and I movie. went to go see it when they did the Ghibli Fest.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we I went- think we showed it here yeah. before we knew you guys. So
1: Yeah. So um, we made an effort to go see Mononoke because that's actually the first Ghibli film Josh ever saw. Really? Yeah I, I made, Same.
0: yeah. I made him
1: watch it. And I think he was expecting my na- uh, my neighbor Totoro oh, when we yeah. watched it. And <laughs> it's like the boar when the boar like rots from the inside out. And he was like, what, what the fuck? is <laughs> this? And I go... It's Welcome a demon. to uh-huh. Studio Ghibli, Princess Mononoke. <laughs> and then the scene where the archer, like he goes to like defend himself, and he cuts off the t- guy's two arms, yeah. and the guy just turns around. It's pretty crazy,
0: man. You're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: actually, funny story about that. We rented that from the library. Oh, nice. I was maybe 14. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was maybe 16. And we got it from the library, and my older brother, myself, and my younger sister started watching it. And my mom walked in with the scene of the boar at the because very beginning. Because
0: why not? Because why wouldn't she walk in right? at that point? And then
1: she goes, no.
0: Turned it off. <laughs>
1: took it. We're and, going to
0: church right now. And
1: hid it from me. And I was just like, It just started. It just started. And it has a good start. So it wasn't until I was like way older, like I bought it for myself. I found it used for like $10. I was like, yeah, I can finally watch it because my mom can't tell me anything (laughs) anymore. So I watched it and it was like love at first watch.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing, you know, you kind of touched on this earlier talking about, uh, you know, you kind of get shit on now because you're like an adult and you watch cartoons or whatever. But whenever, you know, if you think back to your parents, it's like, they would let people, they would let kids watch stuff just just because it was a cartoon. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, like maybe there are cartoons for adults. And so you oh, see yeah. that really in, uh, come to prominence when like The Simpsons came out.
1: See, my parents would let my younger, my older brother watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And they're like, after the third curse word, we got to turn it
0: off. That's, I'm like, that show's really, and you watch it back. And like, I watched it recently. I watched a couple episodes just to. Because I, it's just been this phenomenon of talking to people that I know, and they're like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, what? So I'll watch back yeah. a couple episodes, and I'm like, this is, like, chill. It's,
1: like, super tame compared but, to, like, Rick and Morty and stuff yeah. that's out now.
0: But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's kind of that, you know, you hear this a lot with, like, intercultural, like, uh, studies or whatever, but it really is, like, a cultural rel- relativism um, from us and this time to when that came out, because if you think about how it was like in '89 when The Simpsons premiered, there's really nothing else like that. There's no benchmark, no. So that's very extreme. It was
1: like breaking all, all like all molds, all like views of what a cartoon could be. because exactly. like we were entering into like the Halcyon Disney, and like. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. And that's
0: all like geared towards children.
1: Yes, Aladdin. They were all coming out at that time. And it's like everything like on Disney and Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network were geared towards kids. And so you have The Simpsons then come out, which is geared towards adults.
0: And so, yeah, it just kind of turned everybody on their head because it it was something that up to that point, it was never really thought of. Like, okay, cartoons are for kids. And that's it. Like when you grow up, you don't watch them. But then you have like this, this thing that really is meant for adults, and you're like, oh, okay, well maybe, maybe we have been put this in a box that we didn't need to put it in. Yeah,
1: and maybe we can still like enjoy this thing. Yeah. Um, because it's I think you saw a lot more of that, especially when anime started coming over. Because it's like, oh, this is like, uh, animated show, yeah. but there are no children games yeah, here. It's, it's
0: intended for adults.
1: Yeah, it's like you have. Giant robots
0: well, waging uh, war on yeah. <laughs> other giant
1: robots and child warriors
0: well, see, piloting
1: these giant robots.
0: Yeah. Well, two things come to mind whenever you you just from you mentioning that is that you know going back to talking about Gundam Wing because I know it's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, when you originally watch that, it's you don't really pay any mind to how political the tone is in that because it's very much like a struggle. Between two forces, you know, you yeah. have the United Earth Sphere Alliance. And then, uh, is it the Oz? Who's that? Who am I thinking of? Who's the other one?
1: Uh, I know the leader is Trace not but yeah. I don't remember. Whatever the name
0: it. of their group is. I don't, oh, I, I'm a horrible I don't have fan. an encyclopedic knowledge. Uh, Get, leave me alone. Uh,
1: if Josh was here, he'd be able to remember uh-huh. it. Um, but, but, yeah. But, but
0: anyway, the other group, um, like, you have that struggle between them. And then, like, the whole thing is very politically driven. And you don't even realize yeah. that as a kid. So you're like, what? And so when you watch it back now, like I rewatched the whole thing uh, in preparation for uh, Endless Waltz. And I was like, dang, like this is pretty crazy.
1: And they just did the beautiful re-release on Blu-ray I'm sitting in my Amazon shopping cart right right now. Waiting
0: to pull the trigger on that one. (laughs) Yes. And it's
1: just like, there's so many timely topics in that show. It's like so many of the shows we watched for kids were timely topics. Like any Miyazaki film has some comment about environment, yeah. about humans and nature. I mean, you have Mononoke, you have Ponyo, you have uh, Castle in the Sky. There's probably a little bit in House Movie Castle, but not a whole lot. That's more of like human versus humans and ideal versus ideals.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the themes that kind of shows through with him. And yeah, I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but um, my very first guest, Mike Allen, that I had on, was the first person to really kind of articulated it in a way that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that really makes sense. Because you see in his movies that there's always like that overarching man versus man, man versus nature, man versus self. Yes. And it just, you know, you just have to find it, you know, whenever you're watching it, you're like, oh, okay, I get it now that there's like that deeper commentary and like that, that theme is there that you don't quite catch on maybe when you watch it as like a kid or something, but you, upon rewatching as an adult, you're like, oh shit, I never even picked up on that.
1: Right. And then I think that's, and the, and I think if we watch it when we are kids, we're kind of, we think about it more when we're adults too. And I was like, oh, this is like really similar to a situation in such and such show that I watched when I was a kid. And, oh, no, that's true. Yeah. You
0: kind of, you connect the dots later on.
1: Yeah. It's, so it's like, just because a person's an adult, don't write them off. Just yeah. because like they love some Japanese cartoon, <laughs> some Japanimation. Yeah, Japanimation.
0: Uh, the other point that that made me think of whenever you're talking about, um, you know, the release of The Simpsons, and that kind of creating a shift towards more adult oriented uh, animation, um, which I've I think we talked about this on my Akira panel. Maybe I, I don't remember at what point we've this has come up, but. Um, when The Simpsons premiered, I think it was in 89, that was actually when Akira had got a, a, uh, a limited release here in America. Oh. So I don't know if it was serendipitous or if it was planned that way. I don't know how that could have been coordinated, but um, the same week that The Simpsons premiered was the same time that that oh, got a limited awesome. release. But um, because of like the, the popularity of Akira like in its in that initial showing, uh, they were able to found, found, um, my, I think it's manga entertainment or manga studios or something like that. Can't remember the name of the company, but because of that, they were able to do a uh, a global release of so like the VHS, yeah. And Akira did so well that they were able to co-produce Ghost in the Shell, was the very awesome. next movie after that.
1: What a and after that killed show. it,
0: uh, and then, yeah, after that did so well, manga was able to go on and license like any fucking thing you can think of, like Toonami. Because nice. that would have been, at that point, that would have been like 94, 95. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's right when Toonami was like getting its start. Yeah. And so, you know, that's when like all like the heavy hitters came over and were starting to be adapted for American television. And so you really see like this genesis of this, you know, uh, animation geared toward adults with that premiere of The Simpsons and uh, Akira in that same week in a very serendipitous way, which I thought always thought was very interesting
1: showing that there's a market for adults to enjoy cartoons.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um that's so cool. Like you have really good uh it's funny whenever like people have the same tastes and stuff as you you're like, "Oh, okay, cool. This is this oh, is nice." Oh, yeah,
1: so you can just like talk forever <laughs> about things. I love it, especially when you like cuz then you can build your own little community <sighs> with people like they yeah. still like they still love different things than you, but you find people who love the same things as you. I just love it cuz then you can like just you're like, oh, I rewatched this thing. Don't you remember this part? Yeah. And then you can just talk about it forever.
0: Well, sometimes I think of things and I'm like, no one else could have possibly have thought of this, this thing the same way as me.
1: Yeah. And
0: then when you find those people, you're like, this is dope. Like He's this like, is We so are cool. family now. Yeah. You're my people.
1: You are my people.
0: Um, So kind of going off of that, um, the reason it made me think of that was that you had mentioned that, Hey Arnold is one of your favorite cartoons. And I'm like, that is insane. Like, I know people that remember that but no one that really like lists that as something that they were super into growing up.
1: I watched that sucker I loved it. like every day it came on. Huh. You bet your ass I was watching that show. Like on my bag I've got like Helga's locket. Oh. Yeah, like Helga <laughs> when I was a girl, Helga spoke to me. And a lot of people like don't list Helga Gibitaki as their favorite <laughs> character from Hey Arnold, but she's my favorite character. Like Helga is part of my tribe. She is one of the, it's one of those shows, like even when you go back and you watch today, you're like, man, this is a show with adult content in Oh, it. definitely. And you're like, when you're a kid, like a lot of it goes over your head. But even as a kid, I knew that Helga's house was not normal.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> but I just love the story behind it. Like that, just the opening sequence. Yeah. You know? Well, I think
0: they, and on the show, I, I really feel like, man... I don't know if just it was the way that the characters developed organically but I feel like they had like a child psych- psychologist help them da- develop those characters because you're like man this is so true to life that like especially like if you if you take Helga like you're saying that is so true to how people are right. at that age when they don't know how to express
1: and see I that was, they I, was like Helga, I was like Helga and I like I didn't know, like anger was like a default for me. And so I saw, then I saw Helga on TV and it's like Sailor Moon where I see yeah. this connection. I saw Helga on the screen. I was like, you, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that well, it's is like me. That. Yeah,
0: it's like the, uh, the, it's just human nature to see yourself and characters like that when right. you're watching something. And so, you know, you see that and you're like, oh man. And, you know, looking back at it now, I'm like, I think about that show and then I'm like, oh man, like all those girls were mean to me. Like, did they like me? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You're like, or
1: like, huh? huh? Cause that's what, how we were like kind of taught that you showed that you like somebody. And then you're kind of like, wait, what? See, like when Josh, Josh recorded an episode about Hey Arnold. And unfortunately I was doing something the weekend that he was recording and I yeah. was unable to be on it, but he asked me, give me five episodes.
0: Oh man. And
1: I was like, the show. And he goes, five episodes, uh, Hannah. I go, the show. He goes, no, all of five, it. Hannah, five. All of it. So I gave one from each season.
0: Oh, that's nice. So
1: I And so I kind of like went through the entire series. And I go, okay, so I'm going to give you one. And then I'm going to give you like a bonus episode. <laughs> and then one and then a bonus episode. And often it was like the holiday episode or
0: something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And, Classic shit.
1: And I go, because my all-time favorite, Harold, hey is the Christmas episode, the Christmas Angel, where they find yeah. Mr. Han's daughter for him. That's
0: that, I, I watched that one. Yeah, that. Then that escaping
1: North Korea. That is like my favorite. That show,
0: yeah, and yeah, like you're saying, you're like, man, this show. And it's not in a negative way that it's adult, but it's like it had an, a great way of introducing adult ideas to people that are at that age where they're just figuring out things like this. You right. know what I mean? It's
1: like not... And I I grew up in like a low-income neighborhood anyways. So I had a lot of friends who came from broken homes, who came from foster homes, or were Hispanic, were black. And it was just normal for me. So watching Hey Arnold, I felt like this is just like... That's like my kind of group of friends. It really is.
0: It's like a microcosm of any like... Uh, neighborhood, you know what yeah. I mean? You could find any aspect of like any neighborhood growing up in that show.
1: Oh, uh, it's just, and the, and it's still so well written. Like uh, about two Christmases ago, my friend got me the hair box set and I remember opening it up. Cause I remember seeing it at Walmart and being like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Cause I need that in my life. Cause you can't watch it anywhere. Cause they had it on Netflix and the Netflix like lost the rights yeah. to it. So oh, it's on it Hulu now. Is it on Hulu? Yeah. Hulu probably bought I it.
0: I just watched it. I just watched, uh, the Abner episode when he gets lost. <gasps> oh,
1: it's such a good episode. Yeah.
0: And then oh. um, I think I watched the episode where he, uh, with the turtle, the sea turtle.
1: Oh, that's grandma one. is one of my favorite episodes. I've been going like all man. over the place. Oh, uh, well, I've my- been
0: jumping around to like my favorite episodes.
1: <laughs> See, I, even like he's like, What are your favorite episodes? And I was just like, There's too many.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so good. Stoop Kid's a good one. Uh like, I the love, guy with the pigeons. Is I love a good
1: one. I did you say Pigeon Man is yeah. one of my favorite episodes? And he then Monkey flies Man,
0: away. Yeah,
1: and like and <laughs> Monkey Man. Um
0: Oh, the one when um there's one where Arnold uh, loses grandpa's watch and there's yeah. like the underground, like it's basically like the penguin.
1: Yeah, or oh, like the and I love the haunted train.
0: Oh yeah. The haunted train episode. That's I a love good that one.
1: episode. And then I love uh, uh, Trash Day. Oh yeah. That's oh uh, just like, I could just sit here and like list them <sighs> off. But uh, I remember watching that show and then becoming obsessed with it. And my best friend bought me the box set for Christmas and I remember opening it up and like crying. And she goes, I know you love that show. You need that in <sighs> your life. And my best friend's 10 years older than me and often she doesn't understand why I still love cartoons and stuff. Yeah. And, because we're nerds, but di- like-
0: On different In ends. still
1: same spheres about same things and that there's just yeah. parts that I'm nerd about that she just doesn't get. And- Mike love of cartoons and animation is still one of those things. And so I opened that up and I was just crying. And she's like, <laughs> You're a welcome. And um when they released like the Arnold and Helga Funko Pops, I was like, Yeah,
0: those are Mine,
1: those were mine mine and uh, they're like on a like a prominent place on my shelf now i need to
0: get some cool i need to get some swag from them for sure
1: yeah, and it's like and that's still a problem i find a bunch of the stuff i love from the 90s you still can't like find yeah
0: it's kind of rare like they're rare. yeah so
1: like as soon as i find almost anything heronald i'm like you're coming home with me <laughs> i
0: just uh i'll have to i'll put a picture i have to put a picture of this on social um when this episode comes out because talking it's like one of those things when you talk about a visual thing on a podcast and then like, you try
1: to explain yeah, that visual exactly. thing yeah
0: i just bought i bought these socks at old navy the other day
1: <gasps> old navy i have to go get me I some know. oh well i went to joanne and they had a hey
0: arnold socks they had harold fleece <laughs> what
1: they had harold Arnold fleece and i bought i was like i didn't even think about it like just took it off and i made myself some sleep pants nice out of them and so when joshua is getting ready for his episode, I was rewatching the show. And yeah. so I snapped a photo of me of those in those pants, Going <sighs> nice. very excited for the animation stations next episode. And he goes, can you make me a pair of those? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to have, yeah, my wife's a crafter. So I need to have her. Uh, oh
1: yeah. Cause it's grab like, some of that.
0: we've been to Joann's. Don't worry.
1: Oh, I bet you have. And
0: we've, uh, we've worked the system at Hobby Lobby. Uh, we'll, uh, have the coupon and I'll have to do separate transactions for her things, so she can get the 20% off. I've two done items. that multiple times. She's like a, she's like a
1: you learn extreme
0: to work, couponer. Yeah. You were <laughs> like,
1: if you are a crafter or a crafty person, you learn to work the system super fast because oh, yeah. it gets she don't so expensive. Play.
0: She don't play yeah. for sure. She's like the female Dave Ramsey.
1: Very nice. Um.
0: No, but it, it is cool. And you know, it's one that I love to talk about and, I've kind of mentioned I think I mentioned it to Josh that I feel like the beginning of the show, I uh, really painted myself into a corner saying, um, you know, we're only going to talk about anime. And yeah. the, the more I listened to you guys show is like, Oh man, like I really shouldn't have done that. And so I am starting to branch out a little more and like include other shows just cause like, there's also been like really cool people that have wanted to be on. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but you don't like anime. But then I'm like, I'm like one of I'm not one of those people that likes to exclude people. So I'm right. like, that's kind of stupid. So well,
1: I've just, since had
0: people on that. There's so much aren't that's out it. there yeah. that you
1: could talk about. Cause Josh and I will like find ourselves like how did we get on the topic of codename kids next door? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, How did we get on this topic? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> but I did love that show. And then he goes, I, I loved it too. You know, and we it's just like we'll talk about all these shows that we watched when we were kids. Like impossible
0: uh one of the uh josh did an unlock stream not long ago and uh he did a thing where he found a video that was like guess the uh guess the cartoon network show yes
1: theme. we did that one and, night uh,
0: one of them was codenamed kids next door i was like number five yeah um uh, but not to go back but but the hey arnold thing um i uh I think I told you earlier, but I was able to have Jim Lang on. That yeah, I was the- so
1: excited to see that. I was like, <laughs> Yes, yeah, someone else likes Harold too. <laughs> so that
0: was cool to talk to him, and he said that they're actually kind of trying to shop like a uh, the next season of Hey
1: <gasps> Because I know that they came out with the Jungle movie. Yeah, I saw that at Target, I bought it the day it came out. Nice. And it's like because they never wanted to stop the show. No, yeah.
0: It just the show, and Jim talked about that in the episode we did was, like, he said, man, like, in your age demographic, talking about me, he was, like, our ratings killed. But in the target market for Nickelodeon, it didn't do well.
1: Oh. So that was,
0: like, the thing. Like, it did really well. But in our, like, we grew up with the show. Yeah. And so it was one of those things. I was, like, yeah, you did well, but that's not the market we're going for. So we can't really. Netflix needs to buy it. And 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 they they need to
1: be adults.
0: Yeah, he, uh. I need to
1: know how Helga does as an adult. (laughs) She makes it.
0: He, uh. Yeah, he, he talked about them shopping it around to try to figure out if someone would want to pick it up. Which I think would be dope, but...
1: That would be amazing. Because I but, think that's a show that either they're still young, so it can be for younger generation too, like younger kids, and then still have the, that healthy conversation about adult topics. Definitely. And because I think that would be great. And I'd still watch it, even if it wasn't geared towards me. I'd still watch the show.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like one of those, like a nostalgia factor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the uh, one of the other things that I thought was interesting that you had mentioned that you're a fan of was one that Josh mentioned as well, but we weren't able to really get into the uh, like the brass tacks of this show was the miraculous tales of Ladybug. And so for someone like me, like I actually I haven't seen any of it or anything, yeah. like I just haven't checked it out yet. Can you kind of just talk about like the appeal of that show, some of the themes, like what makes that show so good to you that you're like. This is dope. Like, this is one of my things.
1: Okay, so Josh asked me to watch it because it was just released on Netflix. And I'd heard about it, like, on Tumblr and on Pinterest and all those kind of places. So I kind of knew a little bit about it, but not, like, a whole lot. I thought it was, like, Ladybug was chasing a cat burglar, cat noir kind of thing. I didn't know that they were, like, cohorts. And so I started watching it. And all of a sudden, I find myself at the end of the show. And I was like, what?
0: How many episodes is it?
1: I think the first season's like 20-something episodes. God damn I
0: part, thought you were going to be like seven.
1: No, because part one of season two is 12. Oh, okay. And so part two comes out, I think, in December. And it's not early enough. <laughs> so, yeah, so
0: y'all are, y'all are checking the days <sighs> like, off on I the know, calendar. I know, like,
1: this is geared. <laughs> like, they're, I think, like, 13, 14 in the show. And I'm a 29-year-old woman going, I love this show well, so much. Well, you can much. relate, though. like Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, there's just something about a show when you have a character, our main character, Marinette, who's kind of awkward and kind of clumsy in her everyday life, and then when she's Ladybug, she's like really self-confident, she knows oh, what okay. she's doing, It's like a boys, Hannah Montana type thing. Almost. And then From what I've
0: heard, I've, I've never seen is, that show. <laughs>
1: You've never seen that show, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will believe you, Harold. No, um... <laughs> And it's, for me, I just, I watch this show, and I see that there's so many really good, like, role models in this show. And, well, I'm always, I'm all about color. So if you give me a show with pretty color in it, I'm going to probably like it. And this show is beautiful. I love watching it. And the episodes are, some of the episodes are ridiculous and outrageous, and you just laugh the (laughs) whole time. And then some are actually pretty, like, heavy huh. because um adrian our other main character his dad's pretty neglectful every day like he's just he's like a not there parent
0: he's like a latchkey kid or something
1: yeah and he's like he's wealthy he has anything he could possibly imagine to have except the one thing he wants
0: he his wants dad's his dad, attention. dad
1: yeah and his dad is just never there and 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 then He's like so. He's pretty serious when he's Adrian, and then when he's Cat Noir, he's cutting jokes, saying all the cat puns, and he's just kind of cutting loose and having fun. And he's in love with Ladybug, (laughs) and and oh, that's another thing that I love is like the delightful little love shake because Marinette loves Adrian, but Adrian just thinks of her as a friend. And then, but Cat Noir, who is Adrian, loves Ladybug but Ladybug thinks of Cat Noir as a friend. So you're just like... (laughs) Everyone's
0: friend zone. So
1: like, oh, if you get into the show, you will immediately find yourself online somewhere... (laughs) Looking at all of the different <laughs> reveal potentials and
0: fan theories and yeah, shit. fan
1: theories about like because there's different because there's like Kwamis, which are like little gods and that enable them to become Ladybug and Count Noir. And
0: oh that's kind of. Yeah, cool.
1: it's really cool. There's actually a lot of like fun lore huh. behind the show. And in the second season, like you see more of these little gods come out and we get to meet more of them. Because they can't handle all of the stuff going on by themselves. So they bring in a friend. And it's, I couldn't, and it's really hard to like put into words. Like, why do I like this show? Oh,
0: yeah. There's definitely the intangibles, but. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you definitely have like, you know, themes that stick out and things that you can latch onto. But I do think that's like kind of the the cool thing about like animation shows like this is that. You know, there's still that level of intangible like yeah. I, I don't
1: really know. Like, like I don't know. like why can I tell you that as an adult, I still harbor an intense love for hey Arnold. I don't know if I can tell you why. It's just there, and I do. It's something that I still love to this day.
0: yeah, but doesn't make anything less valid because you can't explain right. it right. so
1: but there's like a whole lot of fun like because at first when I started watching it, I didn't think I was actually going to enjoy the show. I was like, I don't think this is going to be for me. <laughs> don't think this is going to be for me. But then it's like, as I continued watching it, I was like, okay, now, now well, you're this like a is- uh,
0: pleasantly surprised. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I was like pleasantly surprised that there was like hidden depths to the characters and actually really interesting, like subplot about like what happened to this character kind of thing. It's like,
0: no, I think there's a great, you know, opportunity for people that do these shows to be able to, have the uh, like uh, the chance to speak on like these themes that are yeah. important to them maybe in their lives. Or maybe it's something you know, you hear so much about like these shows are truer to life than we realize because a lot of the things are inspired by things that have actually happened to the people that created the shows.
1: See, now I would love to get to talk to a writer of Hey Arnold because of all of the Because like, I know a lot of them, they were just talking about like, a lot of things that kids see every day and trying to address them in a way that would make sense to a kid. But I want to know maybe behind the scenes if a lot of the writers had those kinds of That's what experiences, I'm saying. Like, you know? Did
0: y'all have like a child psychologist on staff?
1: Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, were one of you left behind as a child <laughs> by like parents who ran off to the wild of y'all, Africa?
0: Yeah. Did one of y'all escape from North Korea? Or, or? or yeah. Or
1: it's like, <laughs> We're one of you like a, a a young black man during a war and now you're trying to raise sons who don't have to deal with those kinds of things it you is. know you know and it's like it's an
0: interesting commentary and that's what I was saying like it's so true to life it's like such a microcosm of like a like a neighborhood where like is, there's so many different like characters in it you know what yeah I mean? like there's some there's someone that someone can relate to somewhere in that show. Yeah. No matter like what walk of life you come from.
1: And I love a show that allows you to do that because like in, in miraculous ladybug, sometimes I can see myself in Marinette. Cause I was really awkward as most young
0: people. I still am actually.
1: <laughs> I have intense moments of it <laughs> and it's like, so you see yourself, but what's really nice about that show is that you kind of see yourself in a lot of the different characters. Not just one. Like yeah. you see, it's like it's like multiple facets of who you might be as a person, and all oh, these. Yeah, little I mean, characters. I think that
0: is like, I think you know, it's just the nature of being a human is that yeah. you're, you're an amalgamation of like different.
1: Experiences, you're not just one thing. And situations. Yeah.
0: yeah. Everybody has like a different experience. You know what I mean? So, it's not uncommon to see yourself in different characters on a show like that. Yeah. Uh, well, there's something that comes to mind it's not necessarily animation, but it was a. Pretty big uh, part of my childhood, and I was able to revisit was when I saw um, "Won't You Be My Neighbor the the uh, Mister Rogers." I To
1: see that documentary yet? Yeah.
0: So they, I don't spoil anything, but they um, they talk about how socially conscious he was.
1: So like the the episode that still stuck sticks with me today. It's when he had is it the mailman?
0: Oh yeah, and they did the foot and bath. they
1: did in the foot bath together. Even as a kid, I was just like. <gasps> Oh,
0: I mean, there's yeah, and they and they talk about it in the movie because like um they do a whole week where they um they talk about death, yeah, and it's like, oh shit, like you've never even thought about that as a kid, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't even remember like at what point I was like came to know about this idea of death or whatever, yeah. but for it to be for him to have that kind of platform and then, use it to kind of educate and like, you know, put it in a way where the, because the great thing about him is he never talked down to kids.
1: No, he like talked to. Yeah. He never talked like at or down to. I, I actually almost got into a fist fight at church once. <laughs> it's like some, the worst place. Yeah. Someone was bad talking Mr. Rogers. Oh my God. And I was like, that is not acceptable here.
0: What, what would, how would, what would, I can't I go, even talk. Can, like what, can, what would can, you, yeah, you say? Yeah, I know. it's like you
1: would bad talk. You can bad talk Barney. I'll allow you to bad talk like Sesame Street (laughs) for like five minutes and then raise your arms because I'm going to come at (laughs) you. Sesame Street taught me a whole lot too when I was a kid. And it's like someone who should be untouchable is Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah.
0: And that's why I'm like, that's, uh, that is so cool. Like that he would use that platform to do that. So it's always cool. That's kind of crazy. I feel like you and Josh now, I'm like, how did we. Start talking about Mr. Rogers.
1: <laughs> tangents. Um, I should have a shirt that just says that, actually. <laughs> Hashtag tangents. Hashtag tangent. Hannah tangents.
0: Um, I was going to say uh, I definitely wanted to uh, touch on uh, two things for sure uh, while I have you here. One is, you know, we've kind of talked about, like, how – there's a, these different themes in anime. And one of the things I like is that there's literally something for everyone. Yeah. And, um, there's no, like, there's nothing that they won't do as an anime.
1: Literally. And so, uh, there's one a of the horse racing anime right know, now. And I like, I see everything. adverts for that. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this?
0: But, uh, my friend Jacob was the first person to tell me about Yuri on Ice. And when I saw that you had mentioned that you, uh, you enjoyed that show. I was like, well, I kind of want to talk to her about that. I'm I think about enjoyed
1: doing a, is yeah. a less word of what I feel <laughs> for Uriana. I. am
0: thinking about, I, th- I think we should do a panel on it soon because like, I think it's just, he's talked about it and he's talked about how much he liked it. And it was kind of like one that I wouldn't expect him to like the learning about like the subject matter. Right. And so I was like, Oh really? Like, you like that show? Like, I didn't know about it. Right. But when I heard that he liked it and was like researching it, I was like, oh, like, that's kind of surprising. Not in any way, not that he's like prejudiced or anything, but no,
1: it's, like, no, it's just, just
0: surprising. Well,
1: everybody just like assumes that Yuri on Ice is a show about two gay ice skaters. Yeah, <laughs> That's like when you hear about Yuri and Ice, that's just what you assume. But what's really beautiful about Yuri and Ice is that there are a few things I wanted to be growing up. I wanted to be a ballerina. I wanted to be an ice skater and I wanted to be a gymnast. So when I started hearing about Yuri on Ice and then I found out that it was actually on Crunchyroll so I could watch it. So I've watched it subbed. I have not watched it dubbed. Oh, okay. But I've bought it. So I have intentions to watch it. Your
0: brother would be happy that you've seen
1: it. (laughs) He actually watched. My younger brother actually watched a whole lot of it with me. And he was like, this is actually really good. And it's just written really well because it's actually just more about, in my mind, it's actually more about mental health issues than a gay love story. Though I'm not saying that
0: that that's not prominent. That's not anything. prominent yeah.
1: and not important to this story because you have a, for me you have a gay Russian ice skater, which if you look at the atmosphere of what Russia is right now, I mean that is a no, <laughs> <laughs> there's a no kind of thing to
0: have. Nepa
1: and I don't know. I just started watching it and I like I watched all twelve episodes.
0: Yeah, I need to in a that day for sure.
1: Because it's, it's like four and a half hours if you just watch it back to back. Yeah. And I just turned it on and I didn't leave my couch. I was just like, and it ended and I was like, is that it? No, no, no. There's got to <laughs> be more. There's got to be more to this. I, I, I texted someone. It's like, I know I'm late to the fandom, but there has to be more.
0: Well, yeah, it sounds like a cool thing. Like it, at this point though, it's just funny. Like I tell people this all the time. Like you can imagine how many people I've had on. Yeah. And everyone that I've had on has like two or three shows that they tell me. So there's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch all these shows. No,
1: and it's like when you start like talking so to back-logged. people, <laughs> like, and you start like talking to people like online, and they like throw shows at you, or you start like. I was re-getting myself into anime because I had like a, um, a span of years where I didn't watch any because it wasn't easy to get a hold of watch. Now you have all these streaming stations that you can watch them on, so much easier. And so I started rewatch, like, I started on Netflix and I started watching a couple. Like, I think Josh and I are going to be recording an episode soon about uh, Soul Eater. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the first ones I watched when I was, like, Soul Eater and Fairy Tale were two that I started <laughs> watching when I was getting back into anime. And now I feel like I'm just so behind because there's all these other shows that I want to watch. I go, I'm never going to have enough time. Yeah. It's like my to-be-read list. I'm never going to have enough time oh, yeah, to yeah. watch all these shows because there's so many that sound like really good. I was like, how do I pick and choose which one I actually do watch? And it happened, Yuri and Ice just happened to be one of those, like, I'm going to watch this show. Because we went, Josh and I had just gotten back from Akon oh, yeah. in Fort Worth. And I had seen like all of this Yuri and I stuff. And I was just like, I have to know. <laughs> I have to know what the show was about. You're
0: like, what's the, uh, what's the obsession? I go, here?
1: what is this? I have to know what this is about. And then I watched it and I go, I know what the obsession is. <laughs> I don't know if I could describe it. It's just, like, all the characters are so... Like, any of the characters could be the main character because they're all so well-developed and hashed out and fleshed.
0: It's like like an ensemble cast. Yes,
1: very much an ensemble casting. And I find it really interesting because Yuri comes from a very, like, small Japanese community. He doesn't come from Tokyo or... Um, Okinawa or any of those places. He comes from a very tiny little Japanese community and somehow he's made it on this grand stage to be looked at amongst like some of the greats like Victor and, and he suffers from like anxiety and depression. So as I'm watching this and you kind of experience these things with Yori, you're like, Oh wow. Wow. Like, so you, and again, you start kind of seeing parts of like how you handle Stresses, and then you're kind of like, Oh, I get you, Yuri. Yeah. And I, I'm not even being looked at by the world, like performing at the grand ice skating pre, you know? I'm not at that stage. I'm just like a manager in a small town
0: of <laughs> well, a store. It's a, uh, I mean, it is cool when you see characters like that because, you know, there are the tropes or whatever, but like everyone can get behind like an underdog.
1: Yeah. So and when he you see someone so that's, is. that
0: comes from like the humble roots and they've got onto the big stage. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think, I guess it's just human nature, but you're just well, like, I want to see you win. You, I, often, I see you and I see myself in you.
1: Yeah. Cause often we're like, we're from a small town or we're from Oklahoma. You know, there's like, Oh, they're from <laughs> Oklahoma. Good for them. Even our biggest
0: city is a small town. You know,
1: even a yeah, even <laughs> big city is compared like to the bigger cities, little tiny communities and um it's like i see these underdog characters and i just get i just yeah you start rooting for them because you kind of like well i wish if someone if i was in that si- same situation someone would root for me yeah exactly and it's like and i'm going through something so ordinary it's just like everyday life and <laughs> i feel like i still need like a, a cheering squad yeah or like the little washoes and like tenshi muyo <laughs> <laughs> you can do it little speaking, was- uh, i don't
0: say uh Every time anyone mentions Tenchi now, I'll think of Josh just because he's like, that's like his shit.
1: Yes, it's it is. so funny. <laughs> and I, don't, I never I, got
0: super into it myself. Like, and I don't
1: understand how the yeah. two of us have not recorded an episode about <laughs> Tenchi Muyo yet because that was my jam when I was, and it's like, it's a harem anime, but I didn't care.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you like I that? didn't
1: care because, I mean, there was a little bit of fan service in that show, but there wasn't like an exorbitant amount of it. Yeah. I just wanted Ryoko to blow everything up.
0: I, know.
1: I was just behind my girl. Ryoko forever. He's an Ayaka girl. Oh, yeah. He is. I'm not. So sometimes, maybe that's why we haven't recorded an episode Too
0: yet. Too many points of contention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one of the other ones, uh, one of the other things I wanted to be sure to, that we uh, touched on while you're here was um, the uh, the work of Momoru Hosoda always comes up. Yeah. It comes up very often in our show. We did a, I think we've done, we did an episode um, at. Uh, Oklahoma contemporaries like ContempCon that they put on they put on like a convention and uh, I took that opportunity to do a um an episode with uh, the cinematropolis.com I don't know if you know those guys but I think I do they do like film analysis in Oklahoma City
1: that's awesome and
0: um, they uh I was like oh this would be cool to do a movie episode so we talked about some of our favorite anime movies and uh yeah one of the ones that came up was um, was uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time.
1: I think that's like a lot of ones that everybody mentions. Like outside Studio Ghibli, everybody mentions Girl Who Leapt Through Time.
0: Yeah. What do you? Why do you think that is? Like what What was like your intro to the show and why do you think that that's like one that sticks out to people?
1: Oh golly, I was visiting a friend, I think in Utah in 09 and she's like, have you watched this movie? And I was like, no. And so we sat around a little computer screen <laughs> And we watched the girl who leapt through time, and I remember so much, like so much of that stuck into my head, because there's so much character development in this film for one character, and um, I don't know. Well, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, well, all, all of Mamoru's movies are gorgeous. Like, Summer Wars is beautiful. I was just
0: about to mention Summer That's Wars. That's actually the
1: first episode <laughs> and Josh Wolf and Children. I recorded Yeah. that Never Saw the Lie Day. That huh. was one of, like, the beta testing episodes. That's too funny. We did a beta test episode about Summer Wars. Yeah, he
0: fucks with that movie for sure.
1: He does. He's like, I want to do an episode about Summer Wars. Like, well, technically, I've already recorded one.
0: do a. Uh, been trying to get that programmed up here.
1: Nice. We want
0: to do Summer Wars up here it's one day. It's a
1: beautiful movie. It's a beautiful, like, oh, what's another one of his that I've seen? Summer Wars.
0: Uh, there's Wolf Children. Those are the only three that oh, I Oh,
1: I don't, I I think I blocked that one from my memory because it's <laughs> so traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, it's, oh, just, it's, and he's got the new one coming out about the young boy and his yeah. sister. I'm really excited what is about that, that one? one. Do you
0: remember what that's called? I have I think no. Josh, maybe me and Josh were talking about it the other day, I think.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I'm really excited about that one. But I think a lot of people mentioned Girl Who Leapt Through Time because there's a lot of things that you can talk about because time travel is one of those topics that every human has thought about at least once or twice in their lifetime. Like, what would you do if you could go backward or forward in time? Like, what would you do? Would you just go back and watch a day? Or would you go back with
0: the intention to
1: change something. And I've always thought about that too. It's like, would I go back and change like some of the stupid shit I did when I was a teenage (laughs) girl, you know, (laughs) some of the really stupid, stupid stuff that I've done. Would I change my reaction to that situation or I change what I did in that situation. And most of the time my answer is like, no, because I want to be the person I would be if I didn't have That's what all I was that gonna kind of say. Stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's all life is, really, you know, choices and consequences.
1: Yeah, would I go back in time to watch a day? Oh, yeah. I'll
0: go back in time to make myself rich.
1: I would go back in time <laughs> to meet Vincent Van Gogh. That'd be dope. Yeah, he's like- What oh, if he
0: ended up being a dick, though?
1: I would be really sad, but still love his art. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, what if he was like the Kanye of his time? Like, I, think Kanye has a good, I think
1: Kanye has moments of goodness and hopefully I would land on that moment of
0: goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair enough. Because
1: yeah. I know a lot of people like write off like Edgar Allan Poe as like a drunkard and all that kind of stuff, but he wasn't, he wasn't. So I, I like either Vincent Mingo or Edgar Allan Poe, I'd like to go back or Jane Austen, one of those three people as three p- different people as you can get. Yeah, I was going
0: <laughs> to say, wow. <laughs> it's a very diverse list. But it's
1: like, it's <laughs> time travel is one of those subjects that I think, cause even if you like, How many time travel episodes are there in Star Trek? In the original OG. OG Star Trek. There's like maybe five or six. But it's something that everybody has thought about. So you give this ability to go back in time to a young teenage girl. And what's so fast... She uses it the exact way any teenager would use it. (laughs) And I think that's what Mamoru and his team do so well. Is that they portray... Just humans.
0: Oh, yeah. Slice of life.
1: They're not like a character or anything. They're humans. Yeah. And they react in a way that any human would react in. And sometimes they're thrown into fantastical situations. And they still react in a way that a human would react in.
0: No, definitely. Yeah. No, I think that's... I think you've nailed it. Like, it's just the slice of life that he has down to a science. Like, it is exactly... It doesn't feel forced at any point. No,
1: and I love, I always love that little science fiction twist he puts on every single one yeah. of his movies. Well, I, I mean, love.
0: It is, I mean, it's a movie, like.
1: Which is fine.
0: Yeah. But it's never, cause you know, I, I never get into the what's like, people are like, that's unrealistic. Like, it's a fucking Who movie cares? about time travel, you dick. Like, it's like,
1: time travel is not real. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, calm down.
1: Cause if time travel was real.
0: Transformers isn't realistic. Like, it's fucking cars that turn into a robot. Star dude. Wars. Like, what do you mean?
1: Like, what are you, what are you, that's the whole point of science fiction <laughs> is to show the potential different realities that can exactly. happen. And it's like, it's just the beautiful possibility of if. And that's why I think I love his movies so much.
0: Definitely. Well, we, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of different things on the show, but one of the things I do like to talk about is, you uh, you Know people's taste in music because I feel like those go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, people being kind of ostracized for liking anime or for liking music that's not like super popular or whatever. Oh, yes. But uh, I do have to touch on something that you mentioned <laughs> just because uh, we missed you at the screen of uh, Interstellar <laughs> 5555. Five, five. <laughs> no. Uh, that was such a cool movie, and I, I had to be honest whenever I was talking to people about it, it was just like. I'm not sure how this is going to go because I've never seen this all the way through. Oh, because I was about to ask you,
1: before you screened it, had you even no. ever watched it?
0: I've seen uh, I've seen like clips of it on YouTube.
1: Right, because you I think I they're s- just music videos. Yeah.
0: So I never saw it in one sitting. Oh. And so when we were programming it, Steven up here at the tower was like, is this like a, like, is there like dialogue and it's stuff?
1: It's a music video.
0: It's like a long music That's video. That's a movie.
1: <laughs> Michael Jackson would have loved it.
0: I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, Dude, what? Oh, my like, so how do you not know? Why, that's
1: why I was so bummed I wasn't there because I've lived and breathed that movie for so yeah, long was cool. now. I I got it for Christmas back in like, oh, five. Really? Yeah. feel like, like finding
0: that DVD now.
1: Yeah, like I found that DVD on Amazon and I told my mom that Christmas, I don't care what else you get me for Christmas. <laughs> I want this movie. And it came out with like a fold-out poster.
0: That's dope.
1: Yeah, it's. Wow. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, well, anything Daft Punk, I'm like 100% behind. But, um, and they have another film, but it's not animated.
0: Yeah, what was that called? Oh,
1: what is it? It's not human after all, but it has all their music. I think, we from talked that album. about
0: it. Someone mentioned it. Is, it is like super trippy. I think someone but, mentioned it at that panel when we probably, did that like, They probably, episode.
1: yeah, because I think they have the two films. And this is one of those movies that, I don't I think I was in elementary school when I saw him one more time. And I was like, what is this? And then it was before again YouTube. And so I used Limewire to find all oh of
0: it. Oh my God. Shout out to LimeWire. Woo!
1: I found all <laughs> of it and then I discovered that it was actually a movie. Oh shit. And I was just like, but I could never find all the pieces.
0: Oh yeah, just like how we I saw it on YouTube or whatever, and they showed they showed like parts of it on Toonami too.
1: Yeah, and see that was like it was between episodes on Nickelodeon. It'd be like right before the commercial break. It's like the credits would be running, and then they show the movie, or show that like one more time. Like one of the, or, yeah. Or ha- harder, better, faster, stronger. Those would always be the two, and I'd be like, Yeah. I I would probably say actually that that was my intro to anime.
0: Wow. It is. I is mean, this? Very well could have been. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I would say very much because I just saw it's like, wow, that's gorgeous. Because color <laughs> it does use, look good. It's color and all that kind of stuff. The and character
0: was, design's really <sighs> cool.
1: So it's just so good. And I was like, I need this movie. I need this movie. And I just like on a whim going, I wonder if I can find it now. Cause I think Amazon had finally gotten like a good foothold in the industry. And I found it. Nice. And I was like, I need it. <laughs> And it was only like $15. That's not bad. And I was like, I want that. And then my mom, I was phone for my birthday. And my mom was like, happy birthday. And I was like. That's clutch. I love you all so much.
0: We, uh, I think we ended up finding a copy of it and had to buy it from Australia. What? And so when we're looking for it to source it. Whoa. But yeah, it was just kind of funny. I, I have to be honest. I didn't. That was one that I didn't think of. When we were programming that month of movies, we were doing like a music theme. Yeah. So we showed like, uh, I think Yellow Submarine showed. um, Naturally. uh, Pick of Destiny, Tenacious D. Naturally, yeah. Something, I can't remember the other ones, but man, I was was having a really hard time like figuring out a movie and it was kind of embarrassing because someone brought it up and I was like, oh, I should have thought of that.
1: (laughs) Oh no, it's like Josh hadn't even heard of it.
0: Yeah, I forgot about it. And
1: I, like, sat him down one afternoon. It's like, I'm going to make you watch this. And I'll, I'll I'll admit, I don't know if he mentioned this in his episode. I don't remember if he did. But I, for- I forget things. So, like, I made my <laughs> younger brother watch My Neighbor Totoro. And I forgot that in My Neighbor Totoro, there's this scare that the mom is dead.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: my brother asked me at the get go. There's like nothing sad in this movie, right? I go, oh no, 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 no. My neighbor Toro, <laughs> you're nothing
0: golden. At all.
1: And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> and he goes, what is this? What are you making me watch? These young girls think their mother is dead. This is sad. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> just like and stick I with for- it, bro. What did Josh call him? Hero Hirkun. When we first watched it, he called him Hero Hircouin, and I forgot Hero Hircouin.
0: You forgot. Dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot
1: that. And so Josh was watching it and he's shipping Stella and Hero <laughs> Hairkin. He's over here. I'll drive in. And then he gets shot. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm over here. I'm not even looking at Josh to go. I forgot. Josh is gonna get so pissed. He's gonna get so pissed. I forgot this. And he goes, he bummed. What are you making me watch? <laughs> what are you making me your- some bullshit. And he goes, You're ruining my ship here, Hannah. Like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot it, Josh. I
0: forget it's it. It's like
1: it's my favorite song, uh, Something About Us is one of my like oh. Yeah. On the album probably next to Vertigo or my two favorite albums.
0: I uh when you were, like hesitating before saying that he died, I was like, is she worried about doing a spoiler because that movie's been out for Oh, a
1: it's been out forever. Okay, I was
0: going to say, don't be worried. Never. No, I was just like <laughs> I was like, no, what? and I was
1: just sitting there in horror. I was yeah. like, oh, I forgot to tell him.
0: That's so but funny. How do you
1: warn somebody like, like the your favorite character of movie ends up dying?
0: Well, that's just like it's funny like seeing movies I'll, I'll watch a movie for the first time with my wife and she'll ask me what's going on. Like, do you know what's, I'm like, we're, I have as much information as you.
1: I know, right? I'm like, can
0: we just watch it?
1: Yeah, and it's Let's like, play and a it's, game. Let's
0: all be quiet and watch and the it's movie. it's so
1: rare <laughs> that I have Josh watch something that I've already seen before. And he hasn't. And he hasn't seen yeah. it. Because a lot of the Studio Ghibli, like we did an episode um, over Whisper of the Heart and The Cat Returns, which Cat Returns is probably my favorite Studio Ghibli film. And I watched both of those and I was really nervous because often if I like something, Josh doesn't like it. And if there's often Josh likes it, I do. But often if I like it, Josh doesn't. (laughs) So I was like, don't talk bad about my turns. Don't talk bad about it. And I was. And so that was my hesitation in making him watch because like Interstellar is like sacred to me.
0: Can't have Josh coming in shitting like, he on it. I
1: can't say anything <laughs> bad about this because. To
0: beat his ass.
1: It's sacred. It's like <laughs> labyrinth level sacred of my heart. And um, he says, it was gorgeous. It was nice. I liked the music. But I can't believe you didn't tell me he gets killed in it. So I go, well, I'm sorry for God.
0: Well, why would you tell him that? It would ruin the whole movie.
1: It ruins the whole movie.
0: Like, just watch the fucking movie. It's
1: like, just watch it. Just enjoy it. Go for the ride. Yeah, he dies. The ship is kind of ruined. You feel bad for Stella, but it's okay.
0: Sometimes I'll make stuff up. My wife
1: asks,
0: be "Like, what, does does this happen?" I'm like, "Yeah." Sure. You, that's a good guess.
1: Yeah, let's let's just see if it does.
0: Everyone dies, and then they the don't.
1: Plague. I thought everyone again.
0: died. <laughs> I'm like, we're seeing this movie at the same time. It just premiered today. How would I possibly know?
1: Oh, uh, thankfully I don't. I don't know if I, how I can handle that like all the time with someone. Cause I'm just like, well,
0: she's not annoying about it. It's just know. funny. Like she'll I'm just <laughs> like, I,
1: I, I'm like, I get so submerged, submerged when I watch things. And like someone, I'd be like, what? Now you've taken me out of it. I don't I know, know what's going
0: on. <laughs> Let me live my life. I have to grab her face and just throw it.
1: Look back to the screen. <laughs> Let's watch the movie.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no, I do, uh, and, you know, it's just funny to hear about the Ghibli stuff because I think of that and I just, like, imagine Josh just, like, losing his mind because it, those are such good dubs. All those movies are such crazy I will dubs. say
1: that Mononoke is probably the weakest, but that's done by Miramax. True.
0: Yeah. So but they it's, did have some uh, big names on it, though.
1: Yeah. Like Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And, and you're Billy like...
0: Billy Crudup. And, and you're like,
1: what? Uh, yeah. So, one, like, the cast is fantastic yeah. still. But they're like... Like, when... It, <laughs> Sorry 300 bus Billy Bob. But every time like he <laughs> speaks you're like no. That's Billy Bob. You one. are not an Asian monk. That,
0: yeah, <laughs> I will I will co-sign that cuz it's like uh, I don't know if he quite fits here. No,
1: but so much of the movie is still done really well. Yeah, 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 you for know? sure. So, but I do. I love all of the dubs I've watched <laughs> of of the studio. And I haven't seen all the Studio Ghiblies. Um
0: we, uh, we but the
1: ones that I have watched, I've loved all of them. Nice.
0: I did want to show, um, after Takahata died, I wanted to show Grave of the Fireflies, but that just bums everybody out. Oh, but know. he died, so I was like, man, like. It'd
1: be appropriate. Yeah. It's a sad story for a sad event. It'd work.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it would have been cool, but yeah, it would have bummed everybody out for sure.
1: <laughs> what could you watch after that that would, like, make everybody laugh? Ponyo. Throw a pony at them. Oh yeah!
0: But <laughs> well, we, I think we have like a we've got like a good relationship with the G Kids, and they have all the that series.
1: Yeah, now they got them, and they're actually like reasonably priced now. Yeah. so you're not like paying Disney prices for exactly.
0: <laughs> so we might have to start programming some of those. I just want to go through everything like G Kids has because we've got right. an agreement with them here now to show stuff here at the at awesome. the theater. So to try to start, start showing some cool stuff. But we we showed some cool stuff before. But oh, those yeah. are my favorite things: is doing those screenings and like having people come out and like having the posters and stuff. It's a lot oh, of fun.
1: Oh, no, that that's what's awesome. Yeah.
0: And uh, I swear next time if you come to one, <laughs> we'll get your audio. <laughs> yeah.
1: Make sure that my microphone actually works. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I really appreciate you coming out today. And, hey, uh, more than welcome, know, of talking. course. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you, like on social media and like the Animation Station podcast and uh, stuff like that.
1: Okay. You guys can always find me on like Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at red. And the animation station, you can pretty much find it at any place that you can download podcasts off of. I always listen to it off Stitcher. That's usually my favorite place to listen to my podcasts from. But you can get it off of like Google Play, iTunes so many other, I'm terrible. So many other Pod places. Podbean, I can't Pod remember what, Bean, it, I try to think of what Josh said. Like what does time. Josh say? Like he just, <laughs> it just rolls off his tongue. It's like, he How said do it you so many times that? now. Yeah. He said it so many times. But you can always find the Animation Station Podcast at Animation Station Podcast on Instagram. It's at animate podcast. Uh, Animate, no, Animate Station podcast. I think it's
0: Animate Podcast on Twitter.
1: Yes, Animate Podcast on Twitter. And Josh is always there and he's always at Josh L. Kane if you guys are interested to look him up because we've mentioned him so many times tonight. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: funny. We should have just had him here on your episode. We (laughs) should have just had
1: him here. But no, I get to talk a little bit bad about him whenever he's not here. Nice. Throw him a little because I know he throws me under the bus sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, he deserves it, so it's fine. (laughs) Well, uh, as always, guys, uh, you can find us on social media as well. That's tunes, tunes, podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, also be sure to check out Hannah's, uh, Spotify playlist after this episode airs, she put together a playlist of some of the music we didn't really get to talk about because we spent so much time talking about animu. That's uh, fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Beware. I have a taste. <laughs> Very eclectic taste. I was like, 10 songs. I didn't even look at, like, five. I was like, 10 songs?
0: <laughs> nah, That's it? I, uh, I've i had people, like, put together those playlists, and I want to do a better job of, like, pushing those for sure because it's, I think it's cool that if we don't always get to talk about every single band that people can get a good, like, idea of, like, your taste in music. Oh, yeah.
1: Because yeah. it's like, I think it's this, I, I look at my taste of music as kind of almost anything else in my life. It's just so, like, my brother will sit in the car. He goes, one second, we're listening to Flow Rider. The next minute we we're listening to Queen. <laughs> and now we're on to K-pop. What is this? That's funny. And I'm like, this is my life. Can it's I live? It's weird and unusual <laughs> and I love it.
0: Now, nah, well, but thanks again for coming out. Hey, uh, thanks for
1: having me yeah, come on. Sure. It's been a whole lot of fun tonight.
0: We'll see you guys next time.
1: Okay, bye guys.